Hey everyone, hope you're having a good day so far today. So today we're going to be continuing the series of The Ones where I've already covered the son, the father, and today we're going to cover the daughter. Now a lot of the info of course is going to be kind of mirroring the last few videos, but we're going to focus more so on the daughter and her powers in this video, just like we did in the others for the other characters. So a member of a dynasty of arcane force wielders known as The Ones the daughter was a being with a unique connection to the Force, just like the rest of her family, the father and the son. While the son was the physical manifestation of the dark side and the father acted as the balance between his children, the daughter was the living embodiment of the light side of the Force. Seeing how their opposite natures would always put his children at odds, and knowing how incredibly powerful they were, the father decided that it was safer for the galaxy and his family to bring them to a planet in wild space that existed in an ethereal realm within the Force itself, called Mortis. As a being existing in a truly pure connection with the Light Side, the daughter was naturally incredibly compassionate, tranquil, selfless, and loving. Throughout her time on Mortis, which lasted for eons, the planet was the family's sanctuary. However, its extreme isolation from the rest of the galaxy also made it a prison for her and her brother, as they were never permitted to leave. Despite that, the daughter, following her nature, remained loyal to the father and the light side of the Force, while her brother, being true to the dark side, planned to usurp the father and escape Mortis. If you have been following the other videos of the father and the son, then you'll know that they become aware that Anakin and his connection to the Chosen One prophecy is so strong. And so, the father, growing weaker in the Force due to his incredible age, and therefore struggling to maintain the balance between his kids, used an ancient Jedi distress code to bring Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka to Mortis. The father wanted to test Anakin to see if he was the Chosen One, and if he was, then the father wanted Anakin to take his place. Anyways, I've gone over the events that took place from the father's point of view and the son's. The truth is, there isn't much difference story-wise in regard to the daughter's point of view, but essentially, what happened is that the three Jedi arrived on Mortis, where after passing a test the father arranged, Anakin proved that he was the Chosen One, but the Dark Side's son wanted to use the Jedi to escape. So, he corrupted Ahsoka, turning her against Anakin and Obi-Wan. And when the son no longer had any need of the young Padawan, he killed her. And while trying to kill his father, he accidentally struck the daughter with the Dagger of Mortis. If you want more clarification and more detail of these, I'm just skimming by this story because I've said it in the last two videos and I just don't want to be too redundant. But if you want more clarification, just go back and watch those two videos. So he killed his sister by accident with the Dagger of Mortis when he was trying to kill his father, and this was the only weapon capable of destroying a member of their family, leaving her to die. But in her final moments, the daughter consented to let the father drain her remaining power and transfer it into the body of Ahsoka, which healed and restored the Padawan back to life and freed her of the dark side. The daughter then died in peace, knowing she had spent her last amount of energy saving an innocent person. Shortly after a few more struggles with the son, including Anakin falling to the dark side, but then being freed from it by the father, which I covered in the other videos, both the dark sider and the father were killed in a climactic confrontation with Anakin. Their deaths resulted in the destruction of Mortis, but also hinted at Anakin fulfilling his role as the Chosen One in the future someday. However, even though the event on Mortis marked the end of the daughter, she might still exist in some other form. We know that Jedi can return as Force Ghosts, so who knows in what ways a member of the Ones 
can return. But many years later, during the reign of Emperor Palpatine, there was a rebel Jedi apprentice named Ezra Bridger, as we all know, Star Wars Rebels. He had noticed that at certain important moments in his life, a cute little bird called a convor would appear and look over him. This happened often enough for Ezra to name the bird Morai. However, Ezra wasn't the only force wielder the bird was guarding over. Morai would also follow Ahsoka Tano around throughout her life. It is believed that Morai is in fact either a servant of the daughter, as the convor appears alongside the daughter in various images depicting the members of the ones, or Morai is actually a manifestation of the daughter herself in a new form, and that when she transferred her life energy to Ahsoka, they created a bond and became lifelong friends. Ahsoka has said that she owed the bird her life. Ezra encountered a portrait of the ones on a wall at a Jedi temple, using the force on the image of the daughter's encircled hand. He opened a portal to another dimension, a doorway to a world between worlds, and this is where we got that scene where Palpatine was kind of trying to draw them in through that portal, and also where Ezra saved Ahsoka. This place is outside of time and space. Within this other reality, Ezra discovered Morai waiting for him. The bird wanted him to save Ahsoka, who had most likely died once more during a fateful duel at the ruins of the Sith Temple on Malachor, this time at the hands of her former master and now Sith Lord, Darth Vader. Morai urged Ezra to use one of the various portals spread throughout this dimension to pull Ahsoka through just moments before her death, which of course Ezra did, altering time and Ahsoka's fate. The two Jedi united against Palpatine when the Dark Lord attempted to press through the portal himself and together just barely managed to stop him from accessing the strange realm, which would have given the Sith Lord domination over time itself. Morai then accompanied Ahsoka when she returned through the portal mere minutes after she had originally died at the ruins on Malachor, and flew to overlook a limping, injured Darth Vader moving away from the Sith Temple. Since Morai had met Vader when he was Anakin on Mortis, and she had access to the world between worlds, did she know he would be redeemed and one day return to the light? He had proven to her on Mortis that he was the Chosen One, so kind of makes you wonder, how much power did these ones really have? Originally, Star Wars was supposed to be from the point of view of the Wills. That's how George Lucas originally wrote it. And then, of course, he changed it. But the Wills were these ancient, godlike beings. So it kind of makes me wonder if the ones were sort of like them. Or were the Wills just actually the Wills that we saw Yoda speak to in the Clone Wars? Both are very powerful beings. Anyway, let me know what you think. And how do you guys feel about time travel now being canon? Do you like the possibilities that it could bring us, or do you think it doesn't belong in Star Wars? I hope you enjoyed this video. Please check out the other ones with the father and the son to get the full story, and I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Hit like if you did enjoy this one, and I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always. Now, fulfill your destiny.